Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, January 29th. I want to draw your attention to a new podcast that you can listen to, Heartbeat for Israel. The show is hosted by Sharon Sanders, co-founder and director of Christian Friends of Israel. She has lived in Israel for the past 25 years, building authentic and loving relationships with our Jewish brothers and sisters. Now you can listen to her teachings on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. Just go to one of these podcast platforms and search for Heartbeat for Israel, and you will find the program there. She brings a unique and much-needed perspective to the table. Here are the titles of some of her teachings. What is the missing link in our faith? Buried in the sands of time, the Jewishness of Yeshua. Jerusalem, the throne of the Lord. The red-letter words of Yeshua. A paradox, the halt of history. We are partners and friends with this ministry. Please tune in each week and listen to Heartbeat for Israel, and soon you will sense a spiritual heartbeat for Israel. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Bread Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Beshalach, and it means, When He Let Go. Exodus thirteen seventeen to fourteen eight. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said, If the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus, the Israelites left Egypt like any an army ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. When he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. The Israelites left Sukkot and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and He provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. 
Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Order the Israelites to turn back and camp by pi Hahiroth between Migdal and the sea. Camp there along the shore across from Baal-Zephon. Then Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused. They are trapped in the wilderness. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will chase after you. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After this, the Egyptians will know that I am Yahweh. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. When word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. What have we done, letting all those Israelite slaves get away, they asked. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him six hundred of Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, so he chased after the people of Israel, who had left with fists raised in defiance. Matthew 19, 13-30 One day some parents brought their children to Yeshua so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Yeshua said, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. Someone came to Yeshua with this question, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Why ask me about what is good? Yeshua replied. There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? the man asked. And Yeshua replied, You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Yeshua told him, If you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Yeshua said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? they asked. Yeshua looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God everything is possible. Then Peter said to him, We've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? Yeshua replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property 
for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Psalm 24, 1-10 The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to Him. For He laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in His holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, invincible in battle. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of heaven's armies, He is the King of glory. Proverbs 6, 1-5 My child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and caught by what you said, follow my advice and save yourself, for you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride, go and beg to have your name erased. Don't put it off, do it now. Don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Exodus chapter 13, and I want to zoom in on a couple of verses and then unpack it for you. So we see the Israelites leaving Egypt, and they are led cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. So in Exodus chapter 13, verse 21 and 22, the Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with the pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with the pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. Now this cloud by day and pillar of fire by night is a pre-incarnate version of Yeshua. You see, the Father, He is like the CEO. He has the vision and He has the plan. And then Yeshua, His Son, executes and implements and perfectly obeys what his father shows him to do. And so Yeshua led them pillar of cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. This is going to happen again in the greater Exodus. How do we know that? Let me share with you from Isaiah chapter 4. It's a very short chapter. I'm just going to go ahead and read all six verses. It's only six verses long. And it's, this is talking about a future prophetic time, about the glorious future of Jerusalem and the renewal of God's people known 
as Zion. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 1, And in that day seven women shall take hold of one man, saying, We will eat our own food and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. In that day the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and appealing for those of Israel who have escaped. Now, I'm going to pause there. In that day is idiomatic language that's talking about the time known as Jacob's trouble, the great tribulation period. Verse 3, And it shall come to pass that he who is left in Zion and remains in Jerusalem will be called holy, everyone who is recorded among the living in Jerusalem. When the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, that would be us, and purged the blood of Jerusalem from her midst by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. Verse 5. Then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory there will be a covering. And there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat, for a place of refuge, and for a shelter from storm and rain. Now this is future prophetic. And it's saying that with every single assembly, and there's multiple assemblies, there's many, many, many of them, because when Yeshua ingathers his people, he's going to do it from every nation, from every continent, from every corner of the earth, when God's people follow his plan, and when it's time to go, and we know that when the mark of the beast is deployed, and it says, come out of her, my people, we cannot participate in that. So it's time to leave the city, go out into the wilderness, be with your local mishpokah, congregate with them, the ones that you fellowship with, particularly at Passover and at Sukkot. And it says here, above all of her assemblies, plural, a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. So as he did it historically, to lead out one group of people out of one place, out of Egypt. He led them. The cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night led them. He's going to do that again with multiple, multiple assemblies from all over the nations. And so um, one more passage I want to bring into this. Um, Matthew 24, that whole chapter is talking about all the signs that lead up to the return of the, uh, Yeshua. And I'm going to start in verse 29, which is basically um, kind of wrapping up his discourse about the signs leading up to his return. Matthew 24, 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days. And what he has said in all those previous verses is that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and famines and pestilences and all of that. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Verse 30. Then the sign, the sign 
of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. I submit to you for your consideration that those words, the Son of Man coming on the clouds, that that is actually a remez hint of this cloud by day and pillar of fire by night phenomenon that we're going to see again in the future as it was, so it shall be, as it was with our forefathers. The Lord is going to repeat that pattern. We will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds cloud by day and pillar of fire by night, with power and great glory at every single one of the gatherings, assemblies that have gathered in the wilderness out of the the big cities. Verse 31, And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Does that mean we get translated? Mainstream Christians have interpreted that verse as that's when we get raptured. I don't buy into that. I believe we're going to go through the Great Tribulation period, but we're going to be under the supernatural protection and provision of the Father. And Yeshua is going to lead us on a journey, cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. So... This is why it's important to pay attention to the Exodus story and to how the Hebrews left Egypt, because in the end of days, the situation on the earth is going to be very similar to the way it was for the Hebrews in Egypt, that there's a a cruel, oppressive Pharaoh ruling with an iron fist, keeping them in bondage under oppression, keeping them as slaves. And he won't let them go. And there's a restriction on them. And similarly, we're seeing that today with medical tyranny, with mask mandates, with lockdowns, with um, requirements to get jabbed with a bioweapon. We're seeing similar things today as what was going on back then for the Hebrews. And so Yeshua is going to redeem his people. He's going to, at a certain point, he will step in and he will redeem his people. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, Is He Worthy, sung by Chris Tomlin. Do you feel the world's broken? Do you feel the shadows deepen? But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? Do you wish that you could see all men? Glory of the Lord, the light with 
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.